forever. Dog. Broadcasting live from Forever Dog Studios in downtown Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the new New Time podcast in the style of old, old time radio. The Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. This episode is brought to you by Word Juice Coffee, Butcher Box, and Patriot Brand Cigarettes. It's time to send the little ones to dreamland and set your radio's dial to spooky. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself a mysterious suspense in Beyond Belief. Meet Frank and Sadie Doyle, the toast of the upper crust, headliners on the society pages. And oh yes, they see ghosts. Who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling. Join the Doyles as they walk beyond belief in tonight's dark episode, Twisted Sister, Sister. Our story begins at the edge of a wetland in the dark of night. A thick fog obscures the moon, even as the usual fog obscures our protagonists. The good news is, I believe we're almost there. How wonderful. Is there any contrasting news to fill out your rhetorical flourish? If so, I do hope it is great news. Or splendid news. I would adore to chase good news with splendid news. Splendid news, eh? I like the sound of that. What would you consider to be categorically splendid news in this circumstance? The good news is that we're nearly to the bar. The splendid news is that we're expected, and they've sent the drinks cart to meet us. That would be splendid. Unfortunately, the accompanying news is not splendid. Perhaps you could dress it up a little. All right. Good news, we're almost there. Contrasting news is that we're very much precisely here, and in between us here and our destination there is this. And what is this exactly? It's a body of water. Well, yes. A wetland of some sort, as the directions man indicated. It is, isn't it? Yes, it is. And how is that dressed up and splendid? That although we are surrounded by a gloom as peaty as that one sort of scotch whiskey we enjoy sometimes, we are, the two of us, and this is the part dressed up as splendid, you and I are holding hands. That is splendid! Isn't it? I'll say this for the current atmosphere. It is atmospheric. I hardly noticed. All I'm inclined to notice is the hand I'm holding and whose it is. You are sweet, aren't you? Give me a taste and report back, won't you? Oh, won't I? Beware! Oh, Frank, a ghost. Interrupting. How novel. Beware! Yes, yes, we will beware. Wait, are you forewarning us? Of you? That's neither for nor a warning. Oh, Frank, do have sympathy. This ghost is merely doing its job. Or more accurately, the job of a sign. Contrastingly... Yes? Have sympathy for me. I'd rather encounter a sign, for they are far easier to ignore, though I am prepared to give it a try. I'm sure there's more to her warning than simply beware. Isn't there, darling? Yes. You see? For you will... Or else... There would just be a sign, wouldn't there be? For you will... Yes, I suppose you're right, dear. Beware. 
Slippery rocks? Stay on the path. Don't feed the animals. Well, of course we won't. With what will we feed them? What do we look like, waders? We are not. Not in these outfits. Not in these lifetimes. You are mistaken. Unless we are mistaken. Are we mistaken? Were you about to warn us not to feed the animals? Beware. Yes, yes, of? An angry spirit. She is warning us about herself. No. Another spirit? Yes, exactly. You're not angry, are you, darling? No, just sad. Sad for my poor sister. Your poor, angry sister? Now that's an inference. Is it? Fact's not an evidence. Call it a hunch. Care to put a little wager on it? Sure. Beware. We'll be with you in a moment. What shall we wager? What would you like? You know that one outfit you have that you wore for my birthday, that time we thought it was my birthday? I do. If I win when we get home... You get that outfit out for the first time in months. Yes. And do not wear it. All right. And if I should win, Frank lets you don't wear it. It's a bet. Where were we? Beware. Beware. An angry spirit, yes, yes. Not you, no, no. You're sad. Sad for your sister. Who may or may not be said angry spirit. Is your sister the angry spirit? Yes. You do indeed, sadistic. As do you, Frankenstein. Now, about your sister, what cautionary measures would you wreck... Where'd she go? Vanished. Just as well. Let us do the same. And let us remember to beware. I don't know if I will. Well, let us start now. Watch your step, dear. This path is hardly beaten. What sort of wetland do we currently traverse, do you think? Well, now, my love, I'm afraid I'm not exactly certain. Yes, but what do you suspect? Is it a swamp or a marsh? Is it a car, a pocasin, a floodplain, a vernal pool, or a mangrove forest? Is it a peatland of some kind, Frank? Is that fresh water, or is it salt water, or is it brackish? Is it tidal, Frank? I can't imagine it's tidal. Oh, Frank, is it tidal? Well, it's not tidal, no. Or if it is, it's not doing it right now. Ooh. I believe what we have here, laying muddy ruin to our shoes, is a mire. Oh, a mire? What kind? Is it a bog or is it a fen? I bet it's a bog. I couldn't say with any certainty, my love. And I would hate to guess at the alkalinity of our surroundings and be wrong. Wouldn't that be ultimately humiliating? It would indeed. Perhaps they'll know at the bar on the other side. Now, bereft by the visions, I drag your souls back into the bog forevermore. Do you hear that, Sadie? It is a bog. You had a feeling. I just knew it. Incidentally, you drag souls, but what about bodies? Yes, where do bodies go forevermore? Husks. Go out into the living world, not truly living, and live the lives of husks. Empty, dry lives. You don't know. Don't I? You don't. You don't know. Why would I know? Why would I care? I care only for the souls, and only briefly, as I carry them back, or rather, let them carry me, like moths, to the flame of my sister. And I, the... If moths had an escort, I, the escort, would be. But they don't. Moths. But no. Anyway, we're going to turn down your whole proposal. We just got to the side of this bog where our interests lie. Why would we let you take any part of us, much less only a part of us, back to the beginning? We wouldn't. This is not a board game. I rolled no dice. I spun no spinner. We are not tokens. We are us. Here, here. Quite so. Well said. Shall we? I shall. Care to join me? Of course. Good, for I was not prepared to go without you. 
What? Wait. Did you say back to the start? Maybe. We have said quite a lot. It may have been in there somewhere. But I wouldn't take you back to the start. I would take you to my sister. In the middle. It seems as if there is some confusion, which it seems as if is none of our concern. Shall we? I shall. Care to join me? I thought you'd never ask. Oh, spirit, please direct us to the bar for which we have come all this way. You aren't bereft at all, are you? We are. Until you point us towards the bar, we are. So please do that and only that. Did you see both of my sisters? One as you entered this place and one as you traversed it? You are not going to be helpful with directions, are you? I will. Excellent. If you tell me what I want to know. Okay, and then you will direct us to the bar directly? I will. All right. We did not see your middle sister. No, just the one on the way in. Catherine, come here, would you? Teresa? No, it's Margaret. What's that, Teresa? It's not Teresa, it's Margaret. I think Teresa's gone. I can barely hear you, Teresa. I said it's not Teresa... It's Margaret! Maybe you should go to her. No, I think she heard me that time. I can't hear you, Teresa! We have done our part, and now, your end of the deal. Just one second, please. I appreciate your patience. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Just come here, would you please? I'll come there. Great! Teresa? Well, this is not getting us anywhere. Let me just point you where you're going and see you off. You've been very patient. Thank you for realising that. Let me just get my bearings. It's foggy out. Did you notice? Let me help you. The bog is all right there. That is helpful. You're helpful. I appreciate it. Now, that means that the bar is... Teresa? Teresa? Margaret? Is Teresa with you? Margaret, Teresa's gone. Catherine, did you do something with your hair? Aye. Yes, thank you for noticing. You're looking well. I really like it. You cut it. I was trying something out. It really works. Don't you think it works? Uh, Us? We'd have to have seen it before. Yes, well, anyway. Margaret, it's Teresa. She's not there. Have you seen her? That's what we're all trying to figure out, is where she is. These two, um, I'm sorry. We're just leaving? No, no, what are your names? Must we? I'm Margaret. We know. And I'm Catherine. Yes, hello. Frank and Sadie Doyle. Inebriates. Ideally. They came through and I was about to husk them and they mentioned they hadn't seen Teresa. She's not there. Well, where could she be? I don't know. She's always there with her tale of woe. She's so bereft. Well, it's a tale of woe. Did you see her purse full of souls? No. Because if you saw her purse full of souls, perhaps you could ask one of the souls from it. I didn't see it. She doesn't go anywhere without it. So perhaps she brought it with her. Wherever she is. I'm sorry. Purse full of souls? She has this purse full of souls. The souls I bring her, she puts them in a purse. So it was self-explanatory. 
I don't know how she fits them all in. She always was capable. What do you mean, always was? Like, in life. Oh yes, in life she was capable. Kind of. Like in the way where she'd make things fit? Oh yes. In other ways, she was a nightmare. A terror. All the way through to the end. And after it. Of course, and after it. After it, even more. What did you think I meant? Hmm? By always was. Oh, I don't know. I suppose I didn't know what you meant. Excuse me. None of this could possibly be any of our affair. Oh, do you think we are writing an article about sisters and their relationships pre- and post-mortem? We aren't. I promise we aren't. We are not, in fact, writing any articles. We are, I believe I mentioned, inebriates. In a perfect world, anyway. Please, won't you help us? Of course. Thank you. Wait, do you think these two did something to Teresa? It's possible. Is it? You were the last to see her. If you've done something to our sister, you'll regret it. I'll pull your souls out. I'll make a new purse. Will you? For the souls. No, I know, just... You were never one for for making things. Not never. All right. Anyway, I watched Teresa make hers. I think I could do it. Maybe you should. Not for a reason, but for no reason, just to see. Maybe I will. All right, that's enough. Sadie, shall we find our own way to the bar? Oh, Frank. You want to help them find their sister? I want to help them find their sister. Why do you want to help them find their sister? You're worried about her, aren't you? Yes. And you're nice, aren't you? I am. Fine. But only because we can probably do it in three questions. Question one. Why was your sister bereft? She lost someone. Her child? Sadie. Her husband? Well, three questions is out the window. Her husband's child? It was going to be so impressive. Her child's husband? No. No? Now? Think about it. It wasn't anything like that. No, uh, just a bad breakup. Broke her heart. Which broke our heart. Which, can you still die of that? No. You could never die of that. Pretty sure you could. Pretty sure we did. All at once. All three of us. A broken heart. It tastes bitter. Like almonds. Yeah, it tastes like almonds. We died of broken hearts and then we drowned. Is that right? That's what Teresa said. We drowned of of broken hearts. It's not science, it's poetry. Bad poetry. Shall we unpuzzle their puzzle? Better let's not. Let me just ask this. I believe it is my third question. It is a two-parter. Is it possible, by which I mean is it within character for Teresa to have simply, having died of a broken heart, poor jilted dramatic dear, simply gotten over it as time heals all wounds, and then, having gotten over it and being ready to move on, simply forgotten to mention it to the two of you? Ha! <laughs> that would be so like her, wouldn't it? It really would. It's rather rude behaviour. Well, sure, but if you know her, it's just her way. She had a way about her that was that exact way. So that's exactly what probably happened then. She's gone on, never coming back. Which is good news, that. It frees you to do the same, presuming you were here in this bog in service to the heartbreak your sister assigned you. Hmm. Well. Move on. She wouldn't want that. You're not wrong. That's likely precisely what happened, but we should probably stick around. Do what we've been doing. Out of habit? Believe me, moving on would be far superior. You'd not have to be in a bog at all. You could find a nice lake, a lagoon, anything. I'd like a drier climate. Somewhere hilly. I could move to a city. But no, we should stay here. It's what she would have wanted. It's what she did want. We should just do that. <laughs> 
We love her. She was flawed, deeply flawed. Murderous rages, cultivated arsenic, which now that I think about it, also tastes like almonds. That's a coincidence, isn't it? Is it ever? But yeah, she was both irrational and abominable, but she was our sister and we love her, so we should stay. I should probably take your souls out and drop them in the bog. Probably. Oh, I hate this. You will. That's the bad part. I feel dreadful for doing it. I don't like it, but Teresa insists. Well, insisted. That's not what I don't like. I wanted to do this in three questions, but it will take a fourth. I don't know what you could possibly ask us that would change our minds. I do. Would you care to do the honors? Thank you. Why you should stop doing your sister's bidding once and for all by Sadie, grade 32. Is there any hypothetical wherein where the situations were switched around, either of you would expect any of this from any of your sisters? And furthermore, would you, were you to finally move on from your grief, leave your sisters without telling them you were going? No. No. Absolutely not. We would never. Oh. Oh. Their behavior is not okay. Not okay at all. She was mean. We knew it. But we didn't realise it. Oh, Margaret, you're fading. Now you're glowing. Now you're fading, glowing, fading. I think you're flickering. You're flickering too. I think we're moving on. I'll bet you're right. If we see Teresa, I'm going to give her an earful. Get in line. I will. I'll get right in line. Look at that! They're gone and we still have our souls. How wonderful, Frank. And look at that! The fog is lifting. How even more wonderful, Frank. And look at that! The bar! It's just across the way. How truly even more wonderful indeed, Frank. And look at this! A flask in my coat pocket. Wherever you are, my darling Frankenstein is indeed the bar. And look at you, sadistic, emptying the entire flask! Yes. Now let us go and refill it. And us. And how. Then that's one more pair of siblings sorted, and yet another biomexercised by jet-setting dipsomaniacs Frank and Sadie Doyle, proving once again that blood is thicker than water, and either one will ruin a good stiff drink. Join the Doyles next time when they once again walk beyond belief in a terrifying tale titled What to Expect When You're a Spectre. And that's today's episode of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. Beyond Belief, Twisted Sister Sister was written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and starred Paul F. Tompkins, Paget Brewster, Guy Montgomery, Tim Batt, and Hal Lublin. And me, I'm Hal Lublin. For more of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour and get exclusive access to our entire back catalog, complete libraries of classic segments, bonus content, and more. See you next time on the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. Hey there, it's Lindsay Katai and Kelly Nugent from Teen Creeps, the podcast about YA pulp fiction. We love trashy teen horror and whether you'll admit it or not, you do too. So cinch up those side ponytails, push your pogs to one side, fire up your 56k dial-up modem and subscribe to Teen Creeps only on the Forever Dog Network. New episodes every Wednesday.